1: L.A.S. Studios.
2: Happy New Year, Feliz Nuevo Año. For the first time in 2024, this is How to LA. I'm Brian De Los Santos. New Year, new you, right?
1: and there are several that are going into effect here in California. Minimum wage
0: rises to $16 an hour. Traffic laws from speed cameras to what an officer can ask you during a traffic stop.
2: Well, even if you're not mixing it up this year, our legal system is starting its annual glow-up. We're talking new laws for workers, renters, and campers? Well... There's a lot coming to California and to Los Angeles this year. So today, we're breaking it all down with Alexi Kosev, a reporter Cal CalMatters who covers law and government here in California. Hey, Alexi, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. All right, before we dive into the new laws, can you clarify something for all of us? Did all these new bills slash laws go into effect January 1st?
0: Yeah, so there are almost a thousand new laws that take effect every year, and most of the new laws for California in 2024 did take effect yesterday when the calendar switched over, but there are others and some of the really interesting ones that we're actually talking about today that won't take effect until a little bit late in the year, but it's good to know about them ahead of time so that you can get yourself prepared. So let's start off
2: with one of the most important topics in California, which is housing. The governor signed AB-12, which limits renter security deposit to one month. You know, I was apartment hunting earlier this year. And let me tell you, some landlords were asking for way too much for the deposit. So I definitely like did not rent that apartment. Tell me about this new law.
0: So this is something that is part of a push by the new renters caucus at the Capitol. It's a couple of lawmakers who are among the only renters in the state legislature. Mm -hmm. And they were thinking about what are some of the things that we can do to help just defray the cost and make it a little bit easier to find housing. This is a bill that will actually limit the amount that landlords can charge for that security deposit. In most cases, it will actually be no more than one month's rent. If it's a smaller landlord, it could be up to two months rent, but the point is to get that cost down and open the door for a lot of people who haven't been able to actually get an apartment to hopefully have an easier time with that lump sum that they have to provide up front to get their foot in the door.
2: That makes sense. Now let's talk about the workplace. Something that's being updated this year is paid sick leave in the state. This is Senate Bill 616, which will now impact all employers and employees. What's going down with that bill?
0: We've had for the past couple years guaranteed sick leave for three days for all employees in California, and starting this year in 2024, that will be expanded to five guaranteed sick days, at least for all employees. If you're lucky, your employer may offer more. But this is sort of creating a new floor. If you have an hourly job or even a minimum wage job, this is still a protection and a guarantee for you the way it would be for any other kind of employee in the state. This has been a big push by organized labor in general, making sure that there's more guarantees and protections for workers across the board. And the pandemic definitely changed that conversation, as did the hot labor summer that you were probably hearing about last year. Mm -hmm. That created a lot of momentum for unions and other labor groups at the state capitol to push for these new expanded paid sick days and other new laws that will be taking effect.
2: Also, a new law is going to allow people pay time off after experiencing a reproductive loss. Let's talk about SB 848 and bereavement leave.
0: This is a really interesting one because it's not something that we probably think or talk much about as being something that you might need in the workplace. But I think we're having a lot more open conversations now, especially after abortion rights were overturned. So this new law is a very interesting one. I believe California will only be the third or fourth state in the country to offer something like this. And it will actually Mm. give people up to five days after they experience pregnancy loss, whether that be something like a miscarriage, or even uh, losing out on, for example, if they're trying to do in vitro fertilization, and it doesn't take um, different kinds of Pregnancy loss, actually, it's quite expansive in that way. And give people some time off after that to recover both emotionally and physically. And so that will be taking effect this year as well.
2: And will this help uh, both parents if they seek uh, this, you know, this time off?
0: Actually, yes. Uh, This will apply to employees generally. So if you have been employed at least 30 days, you are able to take this as a right, and you get up to five days to recover from this reproductive loss.
2: All right, we're talking a little bit more about employees again. There are two sets of employee groups that are getting raises this year, healthcare and fast food workers. What's the change? And when will employees start to see that money in their paychecks?
0: So we were talking a little bit earlier about the hot labor summer, and I would Mm -hmm. say these are two of the biggest things that came out of that hot labor summer. One of them, a big pay increase for fast food workers starting in April. Every fast food worker in the state will make at least $18 per hour. Um, what I've been hearing from people is that there are parts of the state, especially like the Bay Area or LA, really expensive markets where there are fast food workers who are already making more than that. But this could still be a huge, huge pay bump for tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of fast food workers in other markets like the Central Valley or other parts of the Central Coast in Southern California that are a little bit lower paid. Um, this $18 per hour uh, minimum wage is going to be $2 higher than the minimum wage for the rest of the state. Gotcha. Um, then a little bit later in the year, around July, there will be a new higher salary range that's going to be kicking in for workers at healthcare facilities. Now, it's a little bit complicated because the ranges are different in different regions of the state. But... Employees will be making at least 18, 21, or 23 dollars per hour. And over the next couple of years, that will bump up to a minimum wage of 25 dollars per hour for all workers at healthcare facilities. And we're not just talking, you know, the doctors and nurses, high paid people who are already making way more than that anyway. We're talking about janitors gift shop workers i mean all kinds of people that you wouldn't even be thinking about they're also going to experience that bump and really benefit from this big push to raise the amount of money that healthcare workers are making
2: yeah back to your point about the hot labor summer it seems like it really did impact the industry overall at least in california um and now we're seeing the effects of it in 2024
0: Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of things like the paid sick day expansion, for example, that these labor groups have been after for at least several years, if not longer. I mean, these minimum wage increases have been very hard fought as well. And it seems like that hot labor summer energy just gave the momentum to get these bills over the finish line the way they weren't able to in years past.
2: All right. Let's take a quick break. But when we come back, we'll discuss other new laws you need to know about. Stick around. Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Pandarvis Harshaw, host of the Right Nowish podcast. Every week I talk to the people who are creating art and culture and spreading it to the universe.
1: As an artist, you always meet yourself. Every year you're a different person. Essentially, we normalize a space where You can show up as your authentic
2: self. Check out Right Now, rooted in California's Bay Area, speaking to you.
1: It's so many people of color, so many queer people. It's like I'm being celebrated in my fullness.
2: Available wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: Good morning. Welcome
2: to. You're listening to How to LA. I'm chatting with Alexi Casse from Cal Matters. Right now,
1: we're going to get to the next caller, Dale Denton. Hey, Sam. Big, huge fan. First-time caller. Here's my piece. All right. If marijuana is not legal
2: within the next five years, I have no faith left in humanity. Period.
1: Everyone likes smoking weed.
2: All right, Alexi. Let's puff, puff, pass on to the next one. (laughs) AB2188. We might say it's a win for cannabis users who are employed. Uh, Break that down for us.
0: So I think a lot of people in the state may have experienced having to do a drug test at some point in the process of getting hired, at least for the first time. And that is something that's kind of going to be going the way of the dinosaur. Basically, Mm -hmm. Um, the state has decided that employers shouldn't be able to punish people who are in their own free time, engaging in something that has now been legal in the state for almost eight years. So employers will not be able to hire, fire, you know, make other employment changes based on whether people are using cannabis in their own free time. They are allowed to continue testing for THC, which is that active ingredient that, you know, makes people high in order to make sure that people are not getting high on the job. But the idea here is that it will phase out those sort of tests that are picking up the cannabis that people have been using potentially weeks ago and is still moving through their system and prevent that bias that people sometimes used to experience for being cannabis users. Um, There are a few other exceptions as well. This doesn't apply to federal employees. The state obviously has no ability to offer those protections if their job is dependent on the U.S. government where weed remains illegal. And actually, oddly enough, um, this won't apply to people who work in the building trades, essentially Mm -hmm. like on construction sites and things like that. But other than those, you're good to continue smoking or whatever on your own free time and your employer should not be able to do anything about that
2: well that's some good news to some people uh, a question here too um you know what if your company is headquartered elsewhere but you're living in california because your company's headquartered let's say in new york do you have that same right because you were living in california or is that different because your employer is elsewhere
0: so if you're an employee here in California, this protection is still gonna apply to you. I mean, we're talking very broadly about workers' rights for the whole state. It's really just those two exceptions I mentioned on the construction sites and also those federal employees who are gonna be having to enter federal buildings and you know, they are working in this whole other system that the state has no control over. But otherwise, these protections do apply to you.
2: All right. Well, now we got to talk about this for the campers and outdoorsy folks out there, which is campsite reservation cancellations might now cost you. That's a change. So give us the details, Alexi.
0: This is an effort by the state to address the fact that a lot of times these popular campsites are just gone in minutes. Mm -hmm. And then you know, people are booking them up, potentially, just so that they have the option, and then not even following through on it and taking that option away from other people who might really want it. So now going forward, the idea is gonna be to develop a system where people who cancel at the last minute might lose up to the entire cost of their reservation. Um, And even in the future, if they can really get this system fully working, potentially lose out on the ability to book campsites in the future if they are canceling at the last minute too often oh, wow! the hope is that this will discourage people who are abusing the system and you know make it a little bit easier for everybody else and if they really get this system working then in future years the hope is that they might start developing a lottery system that will make it easier for people to access some of the most popular campsites. But that's a little bit down the road. For now, they're just trying these other tactics in order to discourage the people who are booking up sites and then not using them because they just want to have the option if they feel like it.
2: It just sounds like they're going away as fast as Coachella tickets. (laughs)
0: In some places, I think, you know, some of these really popular campgrounds are probably even harder to get than, yeah, Coachella or, you know, the Super Bowl or anything like that.
2: Yeah, Now I know. All right. This other one, um, which I've been given shade by our producer, Evan Jacoby, because I'm known in the office to being a little bit of a speedy driver. I'm a safe driver. I'm a little (laughs) speedy driver, though. I got to throw this bonus question for you. Speed cameras. What will AB645 do and what changes could we possibly see from it?
0: Yeah, I mean, if you live in a couple of major cities, including L.A., Glendale and Long Beach as well, in the next couple of years, these cities are going to be authorized to pilot speed camera programs to try and cut down on speeding and other dangerous driving in certain really busy corridors around their cities. This is still kind of a test out system to see whether it might be an effective tactic to get people to slow down and cut on other dangerous driving habits in like near schools, for example, or really busy intersections. And these cameras would essentially act the role of police and detect your speed, if you're going, you know, way above the speed, you could get a ticket for up to $500. Although that's really wow. if you are like driving 125 miles per hour in a 25 mile per hour zone or something okay. like that. Um, it won't, it won't always be that extreme, but the more above the speed limit you're going, the more of a fine you might face. You know, this is a controversial idea somewhat. Um, there are people who believe that these are, you know, could be abused by cities as a way to kind of gouge drivers for money to boost their revenues, things like that. But, you know, the argument behind this is really one about safety. And this will just discourage people, you know, by knowing that the camera's there, that they will actually change their habits, drive more safely, and they won't actually end up having to pay those fines and fees
2: yeah i would not love a 500 hundred dollar ticket although i'm not speeding at 120 miles per hour on any streets okay (laughs) fyi clarification (laughs) but it is a ticket is a ticket and it sucks um so good to know and and again just to clarify um this these programs aren't rolling out anytime soon as fast as january 1st right
0: Right, right. That's a very good point to you know, this is January first is when this law takes effect. That means that's when the cities that have been authorized, and again for now just a few, um, can start to roll these out. And it's just gonna be a few dozen in the beginning as a pilot, as a test, and they're gonna be looking at places where there's, for example, drag races or mm. where, you know, there might be a have a history of accidents and crashes near a school, things like that, places where there really needs to be a renewed focus on safety.
2: All right, Alexi, any other laws we have to know for 2024?
0: Yeah, this one was sort of interesting to me you may have heard last year how california made it so that people will not have any sort of upfront costs for getting an abortion that their insurance covers the cost of, of that procedure mm. well In addition to that, California is now doing the same for vasectomies. Oh. This bill is Senate Bill 523, and it would essentially require health plans to cover the procedure without charging any copays or other kinds of cost-sharing. And the idea of it was a little bit of, I think, well, why should it always be on the woman? Why can't it also be on the man to try and avoid unplanned pregnancies? So this vasectomy law uh, is a little bit— of a kind of cutesy nod to that but also is extending an additional right to you know men with health insurance in california
2: hey I, I hear that and that, that is a new one to me hopefully people listening can share this with someone who might need that because you know it is a shared a shared thing you know making a child so
0: well it's reversible I don't I, forget vasectomies are reverse it's you're just getting it tied up I think right they can yeah. undo it <laughs>
2: all righty Alexi let's hold. be
0: safe out there in 2024 oh that's <laughs> a good
2: one let's be safe out there in 2024 you put it in a nice little bow uh Alexi thank you so much for joining me today
0: Yeah, thank you for having me on.
2: That's it for us today, folks. Hope this chat helped you understand more about our government in 2024, the year of the dragon. We'll be back tomorrow with a fresh episode of How to LA. Thanks for listening. Hasta luego. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live.
1: The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism.